Welcome, aftermarket pros, to For the Record. Now, listen to a slice of wisdom, a concept, a sentiment, and maybe even a rant from one of your industry colleagues. For the Record. Hey, Carm Capriato for the Record Podcast that provides a platform for aftermarket professionals to speak to their cause or something near and dear to their heart. Kim Arenheimer is here from CS Automotive in Brentwood, Tennessee, and she cites a Gallup survey that says 70% of employees are not engaged in the business that they work for. Imagine that. Now, she offers solutions on how to spot unengaged employees. Kim is here in just a minute, but let's talk about FlexCheck Auto. Have you ever felt like you are not being heard, like uh, the resources currently available to you are not meeting your needs? Well, FlexCheck Auto is digital vehicle inspection software engineered to meet your shop's needs and not the other way around. Built from the ground up by a master technician, FlexCheck Auto is fully customizable so you are squarely in control. The system quickly adapts to your needs and processes and it's fast and guided, it's affordable, and it will improve your shop's efficiency both at the counter and in the bays. Try it for free for 30 days. Go to FlexCheckAuto.com to get started today with your free 30-day trial. You won't remember how your shop got by without it. Hey, glad to have you here listening to the trends, insights, and ideas that make this podcast an influencer as you make decisions to shape your future success. And you know the views and opinions expressed in this For the Record episode are those of my guest and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the author, sponsors, associates, or affiliates of LSTN Media, LLC. Kim Arenheimer from CS Automotive is here, and she asks you to fall in love with your business all over again. Hi, it's Kim Arnheimer from CS Automotive for the record. I just want to share a little bit about um, being a shop owner, some of the things that we go through um, and our experiences that we sometimes forget about and uh, need to focus back on. We come to work every day and we expect from our employees to take care of our customers, to take care of their customers' vehicles that we're so concerned about the families that are riding on those those vehicles. But I have a question for you. You know, we're so concerned about our customers, but are we as concerned about our employees as we are our customers? Do we take care of our employees as well as we take care of our customers? Sit back and think about that just for a minute. Are our our employees just as important to us? And I know I'm probably preaching to the choir right now because those of you that are engaged and sitting here and listening are on the front end trying to improve the industry, trying to improve your business. So I'm probably preaching to the choir, but if, if there's a bit of um, conviction, I don't want to steal that conviction. Um, but I was just reading recently that the Gallup poll shows that um, the Gallup poll has that 70% of the employees in businesses are not engaged, 70%. That to me was a shocking number. So three out of 10 employees are truly happy in their day-to-day business. What was even more shocking was the fact that 79% don't even feel like they were valued, that they have any value to their day-to-day task, which means that they are feel like they're coming doing nothing more than just coming for a paycheck. Now I'm sure that they have some intrinsic value and in why they do what they do and and such, but 
I know me, I wouldn't want to do anything that I didn't feel like I was contributing anything um, of any kind of value um, on a day-to-day basis. So I had to really stop and think um, and, and reflect on my employees and employees um, here at my shop. Um, identify what is, what is a, an, an unengaged employee look like? And kind of came up with some, some ideas of what an unengaged employee would look like. So kind of take note and, and look around and see if you have any unengaged employees. Um, one of the first things that came to mind was that they're probably pretty quick to complain. Um, they're the ones they are maybe complaining about not getting the gravy work or they're getting the jobs, the, the, the easy jobs, or they're always the ones that are getting the, you know, the, the tough jobs or dealing with the difficult customers and such. But they're, so they're always the first ones to complain. Um, they're the first ones that see the bad parts of their job, um, they also maybe complain about their coworkers as, as well. Um, unengaged employees are probably doing the absolute minimum, um, probably not really looking to to meet productive goals or meet their matrix. Or um, you know, if this is you know speaking as from a, a shop standpoint, um, so they're going to do pretty much the bare minimum. Um, they're not. They're not cooperating. They're not willing to maybe find solutions and um, find solutions to make changes, or they fight changes. If maybe trying to implement a new, a new, um, you know, new solution to uh, in the business, uh, they're they're the ones that are going to fight against it maybe the most. Um, they're more likely to make more mistakes. Um, they're. You know, and it's not for lack of aptitude, but for lack of care. Um, they are, in a small way, they're kind of fighting back and, and not really caring about the, the needs of, of what the business is, is at hand. Um, they're, maybe they're the ones that are quick to tell the customers, or even worse, that the customers might be able to tell that they're not happy or that they're dissatisfied in their and you know, at work, um, so they're the the first ones to to that the give bad customer service and and so on. Um, probably not so friendly to be around, kind of hostile. If there's a social event or a happening that they're the last ones or probably don't even show up. Um, they don't like engaging in um, team building or bonding exercises. Um, won't go to lunch with anybody else and, and so on. Um, they quit. They, they just quit. And you would think that that would be a, a great answer to somebody that's in disengaged. But think about the cost, the, the money factor in that, um, having to not only recruit and, and train and retrain somebody and the downtime when somebody does quit. Um, but worse yet, having an employee that, that maybe doesn't quit and stays but they quit and they stay. So somebody that just doesn't, that you can't seem to, to get rid of, but yet they're not doing anything. You know, they're, they're just hanging out. Um, and then the, they're just so happy at the end of the day just to leave. Um, they're more excited about leaving at the end of the day than they are about um, coming to work that day. So just a little bit, you know, just some ideas of, of what a disengaged employee may look like. Another poll I just read um, says that 12% 
um, that happy workers are 12% more productive than the average worker. 12%. So if you have a technician that is 12% more productive, think about the build hours that are sold for an A technician that's 12% more productive. But on the flip side, an unhappy worker is 10% less productive than the average worker. Now, going back, 70% are disengaged. 79% feel that they have no value. So the productivity as a whole of a business is going down, you know, just right down the drain. So my question to you is, why do I, why do I talk about the disengaged or unhappy employee? And it really just comes down to the biggest factor that leads to the disengaged or the unhappy employee is really the employee's relationship with their boss. So this is a time that I would ask that each one of us, us employers, shop owners, supervisors, managers, lead techs, whatever your position might be, to step back and ponder on, am I the cause, that's, am I the reason, am I the trip, the tripping hazard that's causing for so many others to be unhappy or disengaged? When you're spending something like 40 to 50 hours a week with somebody that you don't like, then you can only, you can only understand the toll that that would have on somebody that the, you know, to, co- to cause unhappiness and, and the, um, for somebody to withdraw. And now as a shop owner, I know I understand that the day-to-day, the business that is, creates a stress, it, it takes a toll on our health, relationships, it, and, and so on. But I really want to make sure that we understand that the, the culture of our business, that we all understand that the culture of our business first and foremost, that if we can create a culture that is healthy, not, a, not only are our employees going to be happy, our customers going to be happy, our employees are going to be happy, but you can be happy as well. So a couple of things I'd like you to do and, and we've had to do here um, at our shop on occasion is step back and make sure that we are not causing the damage, causing the cancer, or the, the bad cells in the culture of our business. Step back and talk to some of your key uh, team, team um, players. Ask them why they like coming to work. And I, I, I'll tell you, if, if you walk in in the morning and you feel good about wanting to come to work and feel good about the business at hand and the day at hand, and it's going to it's going to, others are going to start emulating that. They're going to feel excited about coming in. So ask those that look forward to coming into work today, ask them why they're looking forward to, why they look forward to coming in. Make sure that you're establishing a culture that has a communication that values the, um, a a culture of learning and an excitement of, um, you know, of that balance of, of work life and and home life and so on. Um, Just, I want, I would love you for you to create a business, a culture in your business that you would want to work in. So you have, you have chosen to create a business, but I want you to step back and make sure that it's a business that you would want to be an employee in. 
and and look in the mirrors. Are you a boss that you would want to be a boss, you know, an employee under? I recently was um, talking to a shop owner that was expressing their frustration and saying it's just not what it used to be. And, you know, we kind of equated it to a, a marriage where you've been in, you know, you've been in a marriage for so many years and it's just not as exciting as it used to be. Well, I challenge you to look at your, your, your business just like you would a relationship or a marriage. You're going to fight for a relationship. You're going to fight for a marriage, or at least I hope you would. Well, you need to do the same with your business. You need to fight for that relationship. Fall in love, fall back in love with that business. Go back and remember why you started it. Why did you choose to start that business? What was the excitement about it? What was the, what was your your big picture? What was the romance that you saw in running your own business? Go back and and um, feel the 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 pride when you realize that you're going to start your own business. There is pride and that you are going to be an owner of a business, the owner of a shop. Go back and, and identify that pride. Go back and realize how, you know, what that, that prioritize. Go back and, and make sure that you, the time that you set aside for your business at the beginning, are you setting aside that same amount of time for your business now? We were all very excited when we first opened our business. Are we just excited? We talk about, when we're getting into a funk, are you in that funk? What are you going to do to get out of it? I think one of the most important things you can do to get out of that funk, if that's where you are, is grow your mind. Sit down and listen to Carm Capriato and some of his amazing panelists and, and grow your mind. Get excited. Learn from others. Talk about it. Set some goals. Um, connect with other shop owners that may have gone through some a funk. Uh, take care of yourself. And for goodness sakes, I was just talking to a shop owner that's been in business for 14 years and has never taken a vacation. In fact, lost a marriage over the fact that they had never taken a vacation. Do you really want that to be you? And that is that is that really just um, you know you got to take care of you. You got to take care of yours. You've got to take care of your family. You've got to take care of your employees. And all that starts with falling back in love with your business. If you fall back in love with your business, you're going to have a joy. You're going to have a, an excitement about your day-to-day operations. And your employees are going to feel that. They're going to feel the excitement again. If you are falling short, then you need to identify where you're falling short. Write those goals down. Hit that mark. But I think more importantly, you've got to go back and look at what your goals were when you first started and take note of those goals and, and definitely take note of the goals that you have accomplished. If you can go back and see how far you've come and make the, and the marks that you have made, then you can see that you have succeeded. And you have the, the things that where the areas that you've fallen short, those are just more challenges to come. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. If you can just do this, you can fall back in love with your business your employees will be happy, and your business will succeed. Thank you for listening. This was Kim Arnheimer from CS Automotive for the record.